Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Entitled, Are You Willing to Take Risks? Remember, remember that. Anybody? Amen. A few people. Amen. Hallelujah. You need to go to Spotify. Amen. Check out Real Faith Radio. Praise Chapel. Amen. Go over the messages. Amen. Hallelujah. But I minister a, a message. Are you willing to take a risk even if it made you look foolish? You guys remember now? All right. Prayers. How many, how many know that sometimes can make us look foolish? Maybe even at times, seem like a waste of time. Come on, can we be honest this morning? Come on, can we, can we get real? Amen. Can we get for real, for real? All right. Come on, sometimes it can seem like it's a waste of time. We're praying, we're praying, and nothing is happening. Nothing is changing. But as you faithfully circle your prayers, as you continue to stand, I said as you continue to stand, I said, as you continue to be still in God, come on, be still in God. Let me say that again. Be still in God. Come on, did you hear that? Be still in God. Let me tell you, God right now still working on us to be still. And so as we continue to be still in God, and so we continue to trust him, that is when God does his best work in you, and he blows your mind. How many want their minds blown in this place? Come on. You, there has to be a continuous flow in our spirits. Amen. We've got to, to be faithful in our prayers. We need to stand still in God. Amen. And know that He is God. And when you start to do that, church, everything starts to line up. The will of God starts to line up in your life. Amen. And that is when He does His best work in you and just blows your mind. You ever had your mind blown by God? Come on, Holly. Every morning he blows my mind. I mean, every morning is a miracle. Every morning there's something that you should be thankful for. That you say, God, I, I would not be here. Come on, if we can look back some years back, come on, and you're standing here today, you're in this place today, you can say, my God, man, you are too good. You blew my mind. What you said you were going to do, you did. Come on. Tell your neighbor he's talking to you. Today, I want to minister a message entitled, This is Crazy. This is Crazy. Hallelujah. That's a crazy drawing right there. Amen. Hallelujah. I drew that. Amen. No. I want you to turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 14. I'm going to read two verses out of there. Amen. Out of the New King James. Matthew 14, 28 to 29. I don't think I, I gave them the scripture, but I just threw this in this morning. But it says, and, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, somebody say, Lord. Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. Somebody say, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on water to go to Jesus. See, stepping out of the boat may seem foolish to the carnal mind. 
Come on, it may seem foolish. Uh, it may have seemed foolish of Peter to step out of that boat at that time and moment. I can just imagine Peter, amen. Uh, he asked, you know, if that's really you, God, uh, come on, command me to come to you. Uh, and of course, Jesus says, come. You know, he had, a, he had to understand that in his mind, he must have been thinking, this is crazy. Right? Just step out, and you got to understand what's going on here. They, uh, they, they just seen a miracle take place, amen. He, he feeds uh, the multitudes, amen, of uh, 5,000 people plus. Here he tells them to get on the boat. You know what, guys? I'm going to dismiss the crowd. Why don't you guys go on the other side? I'll, I'll meet you guys later. And so here they are on the boat. In the midst of the boat, a storm appears. And it, they're going, it's going crazy. And all of a sudden, they, here he sees Jesus walking on the water. He says, hey, if that is you, tell me to come to you. So in the mind, when he said come, he, he, you, you have to be thinking, this is crazy. You know, and you got to understand, Peter didn't just go like this and said, okay, I'm going to try this out. He didn't go like this and go, you know, I don't know if that's going to work. Come on, right? He, he, he didn't go test the waters. He, he didn't go, this was going to work out. He stepped out, amen. He went for it, amen. There was something inside of him, amen, that brought a confidence inside of him that it was the Lord that was calling him. And if the Lord is calling you, I mean, you can step out to some things. And so here he is. He, he went for it, amen. He, he made up his mind. He stepped out in confidence, a, a holy confidence, amen. A, a, come on. A, but you got to understand, if he would never have stepped out, Peter would never have walked on water. See, sometimes you've got to understand when the Lord says to do something, that is him that's telling you to do it. That you're going to have to step out in a holy confidence in some things in your life sometimes. Not test the waters, but just go for it. Come on, tell your neighbor, go for it. Come on, and this fellowship was built on go for it. This fellowship was, you know what, that's in your mind? Go for it. Come on, you want to do that? Go for it. It sounds a little crazy, but... Go for it. You guys get it? Go for it. Tell your neighbor, go for it. Tell your other neighbor, what are you waiting for? Why are you testing the waters? See, we got too many testing water Christians. Come on, they don't want to trust God fully. Huh? They don't want to commit to God fully. Huh? They don't want to step into where he's calling you fully. Amen. And so they, you'll never step out and do a miracle. You'll never stop out, step out and, and start to do something that you thought you never would do. This is crazy. Come on. There are going to be times in your life that you're going to have to step out. Somebody say step out. You're going to have to step out of your boat. You're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to step out in the way you're thinking. You need to step out of the natural. That way you can experience, listen, the supernatural. There's going to be times uh, when you think, this is crazy. Come on. This is crazy, God. But because you said... Come on, because you said, Lord, because you said, come on, this is crazy. Come on, come on. I said, moving to Las Vegas, heck, that, this is crazy. But because you said, hallelujah, because you said to go, come on, come on, I'm going to, I'm going to trust you because you said, amen. My, my son is healed because 
You said, uh, my marriage is healed because you said. Because you said, Lord. Because you said. You know, I'm reminded, amen, of moving out here. We moved out here over 18 years ago, and our friends are here that helped us move. They were here, and they, they, they reminded me, amen, that they came out in the U-Haul. They helped us move. Well, some helped us, uh, but they helped us move, hallelujah, to the storage, amen, hallelujah. And, and we put all the things, and, and I remember at the end of the day, we were just there all dirty, spotted, mad, hot. It was hot that day, amen, going into a storage place, and and we moved everything into storage, amen. We were staying with their aunt as we moved out here. And, and it was at the end of the day, at that weekend, uh, they drive off. Remember that, babe? We're standing in the front yard, and they drive off, and we're waving hands, and they're going back to California. And we and my wife looked at each other and said, we live in Vegas. <laughs> and we said, this is crazy. Reality hit us. That, man, we made the move. We stepped out here. But because you said, God. Because you said. And look what we have before us. Come on, somebody. Because you said. There's no doubt. I just went in. And because you said. But reality sank in as our friends drove off. Our family drove off. And realized. We live here now. It's a little crazy. This is crazy. Cray, cray. In Luke chapter 5, verses 4 to 6, it says this in the NIV. When you had finished, when, he, when they had finished speaking, Jesus here says to Simon, put out into the deep water and let your nets down for a catch. And then Simon says, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Here are the story. You got to understand they're out there. And how many know these guys know what they're doing? These guys are fishermen. Uh, they've been knowing. They know how to work the waters. Amen. Uh, this is their livelihood. Uh, and here they are all night. They're toiling all night. Uh, and they find nothing. There's nothing happening. The, the fish are not biting. And they realize, you know what? Let's just bring it in, guys. You know, we're done for the day. But Peter says, throw down. Jesus tells Peter to throw down the net. Go, go out and throw it down. And the Bible says, it goes on to say, but because you said so. Because you said, I'll throw down the net. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Come on, here they are all night, uh, all night catching nothing, amen. And Peter says, because you said, I'll go and pull it. Because you say, pastor, because you say, I'll continue to pray. Because you said, you know, here they're giving some respect to the Lord. Here they're, they're not thinking nothing of it. They're saying, Okay, let's just do it because he said, let's do it, guys. They're kind of really humoring Jesus. In the mind, they said, man, we we already done this. The guys are probably telling Peter, what, what he's talking about? We've been out here. He's not a fisherman. We, we know what we're doing. 
I said, we know what we're doing. But because you said, come on, guys. Because you said, come on, guys, let's just, let's just do it. Come on. He's the pastor. Let's just do it. He's the pastor. He's giving his instructions. Let's just do it. I know that we've been praying, 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 and nothing's changed. He says, pray again. Come on. He says, you know, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. So let's just not give up today. Come on. Let's keep uh, fighting for our marriage, even though it doesn't seem too good right now. Uh, you know what? I, I, I've been fasting, but because you say, I'll, I'll go ahead and fast again. Because you said. And they throw over the net, amen. And Peter's probably thinking uh, as he's pulling back that net full of fish, this is crazy. This, this is crazy. That this, this is crazy. See the story when Jesus fed the 5,000, just a little bit before this story here. Jesus is preaching to them. And it's getting late, but he doesn't want to send them away hungry but full. How many know that God doesn't want to send you away hungry today? Come on, he wants to send you away full. You don't want to send anyone hungry, anyone lacking, no one missing anything. He wants to, he wants to satisfy you. Can somebody say amen? He wants to make sure that you are left satisfied. He wants you to walk out this place licking your lips and saying, mm, that was good, hallelujah. Man, I'm satisfied. Come on. We, we, I don't, come on, it feels ugly to come into a place that you're looking for something and you leave empty. Let me tell you, if you're hungry for something, if you just simply open your mouth and let God feed you, you'll leave with something. Tell your neighbor, he's talking to you. Tell your other neighbor, close your mouth. He doesn't want to send them away hungry, but full. But all they had, church, was a donation of a sack lunch with five loaves of bread, two fishes that they got from a little boy. And Jesus tells his disciple, I want you to feed them. And they're probably thinking at this moment, this is crazy. Come on, one translation says that one of the disciples says, won't you just send them away to a nearby village so they can just buy food for themselves? I mean, that's, that's easier. Come on, just send people away. Come on, come on. Maybe, you know what? Go, go find some other food somewhere else. Why don't you go to another church? Whoa. I felt that one, amen. Whoa. Something just came out of my spirit right there. Come on, he tells them, go send them to buy their own food. Find their own answers. In Mark chapter 6, 37, NIV, Jesus speaking says, but he answered them when they, they, when he, when they said this. You, look at your neighbor and say, you. <laughs> you give them something to eat. And he said to them, it would take more than a half a year's wages are we to go and spend that much on bread and give them something to eat? In other words, Jesus, this is crazy. 
We don't have that kind of money. All we have is, I told you, uh, we have some loaves of bread, some fish. That's all we got. A little sack lunch, and you want us to feed the multitudes. Some of the disciples uh, must have been saying it to, to each other, the master's losing it. Jesus, this is crazy. How are we going to do this? And it goes on to say that Jesus tells them, bring me what you have. Come on, how many know that sometimes you just got to give Jesus what you have? What, whatever, ah, I can't do anything. No, give him what you have. Come on, all, all I have, give him what you have. He says, give me, tell him, he tells him, give me what you have. In Mark chapter 6, 41, it says that, and it says, Jesus, taking the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven. Come on, somebody say, look up. I mean, there's times where there seems to be things impossible that you're going to have to look up. You're going to have to start looking up because there's no way looking down, looking straight is going to answer your questions. The problem's still going to be facing there. There are times and moments when the impossibility that you're facing is in front of you that you're going to have to start looking up. And here Jesus, he takes the five, he goes, give me what you have. And so they bring the, the five loaves of bread, uh, the two fishes, uh, and he takes them from them. Uh, and he says, give me what you have. He looks up to heaven and he gives thanks. And he breaks the loaves. It says that Jesus gave thanks. Jesus looked up to the Father and he gave thanks. Come on, he didn't wait after the miracle. He thanked God before the miracle came and before it happened, church. He was thanking God that you're about to do something that's about to be a little crazy. Amen. They don't understand it, God. But I come to you. I look up to you for this miracle. I give thanks that you already done it. And then you got to sometimes you're going to have to thank God before the miracle, for the miracle, before the miracle happens. As though it's already happened. It's called faith, church. It's when you have that holy confidence like Peter had when he stepped out and started to walk on water a bit. It's that when you and I can see the miracle of God, we can start to step into the supernatural of God. Because there are times, amen, that we are going to look at our situations that we're facing that are right in front of us and say, this is crazy. How is this going to get fixed? How are we going to work our way out of this one? How is this going to happen? And you're looking at the situation, and there's times you're going to have to look up to God and say, God, thank you for what you're about to do. Church, you've got to bring what you have to God, whatever you have. And sometimes it's just us. God, I, I'm losing my mind. I, I, I'm, I'm just, this is all I got. I'm broken. I'm going to give you my brokenness. I'm going to give you my... I'm going to give you everything that I have, God. And it's in those, this is crazy situations as, as you place them into his hands and you allow God to bless it. That's when you experience the supernatural. That's when you hand it over to God and say, here's my marriage. Here's my child. Here's the situation, God. Here's what I have, God. And you say, God, I want you to bless it. Listen, you are always one defining decision away from a total different life. 
one defining decision that can change your destiny and put you on the path towards the promised land. Come on, how many want to go towards the promised land? It still exists, church. We're still working our way through. You are one defining decision that can totally change the forecast of your life. And it's those defining decisions, church, that become defining moments in your life. In the book of Numbers, the story I call the quail promise. We went over it a few weeks ago. When God promised to give the complainers, you got any complainers here? Don't look at them right now. Don't look at them. We know who you are. When God promised to give the complainers meat for a month, you remember? It was a defining moment for, for Moses. He was either gonna uh, he was either gonna make that decision and stand on it and circle it and, and declare it and announce it. Uh, go, you know, but either way, it was gonna take prayer to make it happen. Not to say this is crazy. It doesn't add up. Uh, I'm pretty sure Moses, uh, this, this doesn't add up, what you're talking about, God. I mean, when you do the will of God, let me know that sometimes the will of God doesn't add up. When you think, uh, uh, you know, this dream doesn't really fit into our logical way of thinking. What do you do with a promise that seems impossible? Church, uh, what, do you, what do you do, amen, when, when it doesn't just fit, what, it doesn't make sense what God says he's going to do in your life? What do you do when faith seems foolish? To Moses, the promise seemed impossible. He even told God, will we have enough flock and herd for them? Will we have enough, Lord, even if we caught all the fish in the sea for them? Look what it says in Numbers 11.23. The Lord answers Moses. Here he is. The Lord speaks to him. What he's going about to do. Moses starts adding it up. He says, there's just no way. He's already saying, how are we going to do? We don't have, there's not enough fish in the sea to feed all, all these people. There would be enough, not enough herd in, in, to feed these people. And the Lord answers Moses and says, is my arms too short? I mean, he's hearing Moses complaining, and he tells him, is my hands too short? I mean, he's putting on, he's like, come on. You think I'm a God like this? I'm going to help you guys. I can't reach you. I, I can't reach you, Moses. I, I, I can't do it. Are my hands too short? He says, now you will see whether or not what I say comes true. And Moses goes on and says, you know what? I'm sorry, you know. He, he kind of backs up. All right, God, you know what? And sometimes we need to just do when he says. And say, because you said, because your word says, hallelujah. I mean, you know, we can need to go to the word of God sometimes. When you're confused, amen, you're going facing a promise, you need to get some word inside of you. Come on, you need to take away some of that doubt and some of that fear, amen, and start reading the word of God, amen, and start reading and open up this book 
of life, amen, and start to read the promises of God, amen. Come on, he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind, amen, that we are more than conquerors, amen. you got to read the word. Because you said, Lord, I'm more than a conqueror. Because you said no weapon formed against me will prosper. Because you said, Lord, my marriage is healed. No matter what she says. She can have her little complaining moment, but we know, we know it's going to be all right. I'm crazy enough to believe that. I believe that. Over 23 years ago, look what the Lord has done because he said so. It was crazy. Amen. I, I, I don't know how you're going to do this. It's crazy. I, but he says, I will put it back together and I will make you complete. I hang on. Com complete. Not partial complete. Not a little bit. No. I got it. And when it's not done, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it to you, God. He said, Complete. But I mean, you know that complete doesn't have a timetable. Come on. See, some of you guys grab your complete and said, it hasn't happened yet. And it's been 12 hours only. Well, come on. You guys want a miracle like, like this. Amen. When you have jacked it up for so many years. And you, you want God to fix your mess just like that. And I'm not saying he can't do that. But you know, let me tell you, his way is better. And I'm holding on to the complete. I'm holding on, God, you're going to fix this. I, I'm going to believe it, amen, even though it didn't look good, I, even though the devil laughed at me, I, even though it's been a year, I, two years, God, it doesn't look good. I, but I said, I'm holding on to the complete. Because you said, Lord, I, I'm going to hang on. It may be crazy, God, I, but I'm believing. I, I have faith in you that you're going to fix what you said you're going to fix. Get thee behind me, Satan. I didn't say that to my wife. But sometimes I told her, it's, oh, oh, it's working, girl. Don't, don't, don't give me, it's working. Because you said, hallelujah. I held on to that. And now I look at it, it is complete, church. I am completely, we are completely healed. Come on, somebody. Come on, because he said. It was crazy, but I held on and. And I can stand here and declare to you and announce to you because he said he'll do. It happens. But there are things that we have to do ourselves. Can somebody say amen? Come on, is this not just going to come? Oh, you got to work. Oh, man, I got to work. You got to pray. <laughs> Fast. Oh, no. Got to do something. Anybody desperate? You got to be desperate for this kind of change, church. Come on, it's, it's not it's not just it doesn't come easy. You got to work at this. When God does when 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 you when you start to step into the promises of God and start doing your part, let me tell you, that's when you start to experience the supernatural God. That's when you say, "Man, this thing works. Prayer works. The word of God works." You start looking at, "Man, it, this thing works." Everything in the world didn't work. It worked for a season, it worked for a time, it healed your pain for a little bit, but then, hello, came knocking at your door again, pain, struggle. Come on, somebody say, shut that door. Tell the other, don't even answer it. Some of you guys even peeking through the window. Ines, you know who it is. 
your past knocking at your door. Hello, who is it? You know who it is. It's your past. Come on. It's, it's, it's your hang-up. It's your struggle. It's your fear. It's all that. Don't listen to it. Don't, don't, don't even hear it through the door. Shut up. Tell him, shut up. Tell the devil. Tell that whatever. Knocking at it. Shut up. I'm not buying it. Get out. Get out. And you can't tell him, get out with a little, get out. Stop knocking at my door. Show authority. Come on, is Jesus in you? Is the Holy Spirit in you? You have authority. I know my authority. I'm going to exercise it. Come on. Come on. Never mind. I won't. I won't. I'm getting old. I don't want to fly out here and something breaks. Then that message I just preached right now just all goes down the drain. Oh, man. Numbers 11.24. So Moses, after this conversation with God, so Moses went, goes out and he told the people what the Lord said. He made a decision. He said, God's going to do this because you said it. So he went out and he preached to them. He went out and said, this is what the Lord, thus saith the Lord right here. So thus saith the Lord moment to the crowd of complainers. See, Moses risked his reputation. Moses decided to circle the promise. He, he put all the cards on the table. He put all his chips in. Tell your neighbor, I'm all, I'm all in. And he told the Israelites what God was going to do. You guys are going to get meat for a month. And they all looked at him like, how are you looking at me right now? Yeah, 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 right, Moses. Sure, you were talking to God. Yeah, meet for a month. You know what, Moses? You're crazy. This had to be one of the toughest decisions Moses ever made. One of the scariest sermons that he had to ever preach. I mean, one of the craziest visions that he ever had. Because it did not add up, church. Can I tell you something? The will of God will never add up by human calculation. Moses had no earthly idea how God was going to keep this promise. And we sometimes think, how is God going to do this? Come on, right? But listen, church, it is in your business how he does it. That's God's business. Come on, stop bugging in his business. Stop putting your nose in his business, amen. If he says he's going to do it, don't start asking, well, how are you going to do it? Come on, we want, we want the blueprint. We want the plans. We want, we want to know when it's going to happen, the time. We want every God house. Tell me. Yeah, yeah, really. Come on. Right? We want some answers, amen. Uh, but you got to understand, if God says he's going to do it, you don't, you don't have to worry about how he's going to do it. That, that's his business, how he's going to do it. He's going to do it just, just, just because you said. You don't have to figure out how he's going to do it. If he says he'll do it, guess what? What? He'll do it. It's done. And if he doesn't do it, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> well, come on, you rebellious spirit that you got to get rid of some things in our lives, church. Strip away. Doesn't Hebrews say strip away the things that entangle us, the sin that so easily trips us up, and run this race with perseverance? Come on, keeping your eyes on Jesus, the perfecter of our faith. Come on, 
there's some things you need to tell you to take some stuff off. Some of you guys are running this race with so many things on you. You're holding on to this and holding on to that. And come on, you just this and that. You're coming to church like this. Amen. Hallelujah. And you want God to move on you. Praise the Lord. How's it going, guys? Now you try to run with this. God says, you need to get rid of some things. You want me to move on you? You got to let that go. Come on, you want me to really show you the supernatural? You're going to have to let that go. If you really want to see my power, you need to let that go. Let's strip some things off. The stuff that blinds you from faith, that limits your faith, that lowers hope inside of you. You got you to just step out. And if God's going to do it, then it's going to happen. See, we often get in the way of the how, or we let the how get in the way of the what. What God wants to do for us or wants us to do, amen, we get so, get all, we get so caught up on the how instead of never the do part. I'm trying to figure out how he's going to do this. And God says, just simply do it. Moses must have had a, been thinking, this is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy. But he decided to circle the prayer. He decided to go out and proclaim what God told him to tell the people of Israel. And he went out there and he told him what the Lord was going to do. Meet for a month. I read a story about a guy that went paragliding for the first time. It was on his bucket list. Anybody here gone paragliding? That's not on my list, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You guys are bold, hallelujah. But it was on his list, and he wanted to do this in his life before. One of, one of the things before he ended, uh, life ended, he wanted to do this part. He wanted to do this in his life. And now this guy's a little scared of height. So he's somewhere in Peru, and he, he has to jump off a cliff and glide. After getting some quick training from a, in broken English by a Peruvian, Peruvian? Oh, you know who. <laughs> Come on, sometimes we get instructions from the world, from broken stuff. and well, No, this ain't it. But he gets this instruction in broken English, and, uh, and he says uh, the instructions were this. Run as fast as you can and jump. That's his instructions. That, that, that was what he's supposed to do. And he goes, that's it? He goes, yep. It'll take over. You sure? Yeah. Run and jump. Run and jump. Run y jump. I guess there's something like that. Corre and What? Sorry, I got to pick this up. <laughs> Who won the bet? <laughs> so. Here he is. He finally gets enough courage inside of him. He says, all right. All right, I'm going to do this. And he's pacing a little bit. And, and so he goes, okay. That's a little glide on him. And, and so he's running. He's booking it with all his might. He can't stop now. There's no way. He, he stops. He dies. He knows this. He goes, I, I, I just got to go for it. And so he runs, amen, and he jumps. And after losing half his lunch, 
he ends up saying, this is awesome. He's gliding, amen. He's, he's running, he's, he's running. Man, this is crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. Oh, wow. Cleans his mouth open. Man, wow, this is, this is pretty awesome. And he's gliding. Church, listen. If you're not willing to put yourself in this is crazy situations, you'll never experience this is awesome moments. It's doing the crazy that you get into the awesome church. If you're not willing to jump, you'll never fly. If you're not willing to step out of the boat, you'll never walk on water. If you're not willing to trust Jesus, you will miss out on your miracle. And though it's not recorded in the scripture, I guarantee you that Moses prayed. I guarantee you that he got a hold of God. He, he got into deep prayer before he made his presentation to the people of Israel. But isn't that what we're supposed to do? Or should I say, isn't that what we should be doing when we can't figure things out? Church, we find ourselves in situations that are beyond our control. Beyond our understanding. And when these things happen, we have to pray. I said, we have to pray. We have to pray, not freak out, not lose half your lunch. We have to pray. We have to trust God. Amen. These are the situations that, that should drive us to the knees. These are the situations that should bring us to Saturday morning prayer. These are the situations that should bring us to Wednesday night plug-in service. These are the situations that should bring you on a Sunday morning. Amen. These are the situations that no matter what's going on, there's a, there's a, there's a revival going on. Even if I have to drive across town, hello, come on, to get to, to hear the word of God, then I need to do this. I don't understand what's going on, God. I'm, my life is falling apart. You've got to get on your knees. You've got to pray. Don't just call pastor. I can't fix everything, church. Because the first question I'll ask you, did you pray? And if you didn't pray, click. <laughs> that's what I'll do. You may get mad, but maybe something turns out and say, oh, I forgot to pray. I'm not saying I won't be there for you, but come on, guys, I ain't going to carry you. People want to jump on pastor's back and get in heaven. Can I get in your back, pastor? Okay. Can I get in your back, pastor? Okay. I got to get to heaven, amen? You're slowing me down. I'm here to give you instructions. I'm here to help. I'll pray with you. I'll even fast for you. But there are some things that you've got to do. Hello? Pastor, pastor doesn't add up. Trust God. Didn't he say he was going to do it? Yeah, well, then what are you doing? Doesn't add up. I don't know how. So I trust God. Let me read you the end of the story. <laughs> let's, let's just get through all this and show you that we, we win. He's taking us to a place where we'll, there'll be no more crying, no more pain, no more tears. No, let, let me read you that scripture, amen. Maybe Let me tell you the end part. Because we all know what the end happens, but it's just like it's so hard to get there. 
got to pray, church. You got to pray. You got to help get a hold of God. Otherwise, we do dumb things. Look at somebody and say, oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about yourself. Come on, when we're led by emotion, led by feeling, we do some dumb things. We say some dumb things. Come on, somebody. Come on, things just, we, something gets out of control when we don't get a hold of God. Come on, somebody can say amen to that. See, Moses must have felt like he was running off a cliff. But that's how the parachute of God's promises opened up for him. When we take that flying leap of faith, church, that is when the promises of God open up for us. How are you going to know what God can do unless you jump? You jump, man, and realize, man, this is awesome. God, this is great. God, I didn't think it'd feel like this once I stepped out and once I did what you told me to do. We start to know that he's always with us. It often seems like circling promises of God are risky, right? But I can tell you something. It's not as risky as not circling them. Come on, I'd rather do it in the circling than not do it at all. See, the greatest risk of failing church is failing to circle a promise of God. Because uh, when we do that, we forfeit the miracles that God wants to do in our lives. And I mean, he wants, there's so many miracles that he still wants to do inside of you. If I didn't step out and started walking in water when he told me, trust me, I'll make it complete. I'll bring, you, I'll bring the whole thing into order. I'll, I'll put your life together, son. Just give me your life. I said, let's do this. Let's do this. I, I didn't say that I didn't have arguing moments like Moses did. I did. I had, doubt, I had doubts. I didn't see things adding up. I, there was things in my life. I'm human. I, I understood that, but, but, but I was tired. Anybody tired? Come on. I'm tired of this stuff. I'm tired of going through the circles. I'm tired of, of man, just not having victory. I'm tired of this. I, God, you know what? I'm going to just trust you. I've I done everything else. I trusted myself and messed up. I've done dumb, dumb things. I said dumb things. I, I did things my way. It, it d- doesn't work. I tried doing advice of other people. It doesn't work. God, I just got to simply trust you. God, I give you my life. I, that's, I'm done, God. I'm done figuring out life. I'm just going to trust you because you said. And I'm telling you, ever since I made that decision, it's been the best decision in my life. Best decision. I feel good. I look good. And my God, people like me now. <laughs> Don't that feel good when all that's happening in your life? You, you wake up happy. I wake up, man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Look in the mirror, man. Look, look what the Lord has done. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I mean, no, you got to feel good about yourself. See, a lot of us look in the mirror, and all we see is failure. All we see is junk. All we see is our past. Start looking in the mirror of God and start looking at the promises of God. Start looking that you are that. 
You are all that. You're a man of God. You're a woman of God. Amen. Come on. You are good looking. Amen. You are blessed because you belong to the king. Amen. Come on. You're his sons. You're his daughters. Amen. You're the apple of his eye. You got to look and say, yes, I'm a blessed man. I'm a good person. God. And overlook all the, the stuff. Come on. Don't look at the perfection. Oh, my God. A wrinkle. Oh, my God, a trial that God brought me through, a scar that showed me the victory I had, the battles that I won. The devil thought he had me out on this one. Guess what? I'm still here. And you start to look at yourself, not look at the ugliness of it, but look at the power of it. What God meant for evil, we sang that song, right? Turns it around for the good. For the good, and that goes with good looking. Well, <laughs> you see, I, I do believe in the law of measure. I believe that if you give big, especially give all your life, that you learn to be stealing God, you put all your chips in, amen, you tell God, I'm all in, God will bless you big. I, I truly believe that. I believe in the law of measure. If you give your life for the right reasons, come on, how many know? Because there's some wrong reasons why we give our life to God. We're looking for things instead of giving our life. Come on. He'll always give you back more than you give. I have received more than enough, guys. He outgave me. <laughs> He blew my mind. This was more than I expected. Right? Right, baby? This is more than what we expected, right? He, she has wanted her good-looking husband back home. <laughs> now she got a good-looking man of God. <laughs> yeah. I catch her sometimes just looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> no. You got to look at your life and what surrounds your life and say, I'm blessed. Really. That's basically what I'm saying, guys. You got to look at life and say, I'm blessed. In spite of, I'm blessed. In spite of, I'm blessed. I may not have all this, but I have all I, I need. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And if you're faithful with a little, what? He'll bless you with a. It's the law. I believe in that. I believe that if you do, if you give it all 100%, it comes back more than that. Come on. Uh, if you give 2 plus 2 with God, doesn't equal 4. It can equal 5,000. What do you do with 5 loaves of bread and 2 fishes? 5,000 equals 7, but it took... Right? You see, the quail promise seemed so crazy. Moses thought, this is crazy. How is this going to happen? In Numbers chapter 11, 31 to 32, it says this, Now the wind went out from the Lord and drove the quail in from the sea. It scattered them up in two cubic deep all around the camp, as far as a day's walk in any direction, all day and night. And the next day, people went out to gather quail. No one gathered less than ten homers, and they spread them all around the camp. 
See, based on the Hebrew system of measurement, a day's walk is around 15 miles in any direction, which is around 700 square miles. That's how much quail was on the floor. The wind blew them in. See, quail tend to live near the water, and they don't fly long distances. It had to be the supernatural west wind that, that, that blew them in because they can't travel that far inland. But when quails get uh, tired, you know what happens? They just drop. Just like bombs, just big pieces of hail. I mean, the, the quail must have been hitting people as it's dropping. Moses had to be thinking, this is crazy as he's seen it. But when it was all done, he thought, this is awesome. God kept his promise. From crazy, it went to awesome. And he thought, man, my God blew my mind again. He blew my mind again. Moses never anticipated this answer to this prayer. It was unpredictable. But Moses had enough guts to circle the promise anyway. The question today is, church, do you have guts to circle what God's promised you? Will you say, because you said, Lord, even when you're thinking, this is crazy. Listen, when you circle the promise, you never know how God's going to provide. He may bring the winds from the west to blow in your promise. Amen? Like I said, it's not up to you how to figure it out. It's all up to him. And I don't know about you, but I'm willing to trust him. How about you? Come on, we hear testimonies. Isn't it? That's why testimonies are so powerful, because you give somebody else some hope for their life. you got to share what the Lord has done. Man, this was crazy. Let me tell you what the Lord did. And then when you tell the story, they say, man, that was awesome. Right? Every time I'm sharing, sharing our, 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 our Sharon, <laughs> I need some water, even. Sharon, I'm from Mexico. Hallelujah. Really East LA. But every time I'm sharing the story of my wife, especially my wife, I always love bringing the story of my wife. Because my wife is just a prayer warrior. She's fought through the storms. I, I stand here and I give her credit because I stand here because of her. I know, ultimately, it's the Lord, but she's a very, part, very important part of the equation why I'm standing here today. And so I, I, I love my wife. And man, this is, this is, you know, I talk a lot about myself. I'm just plain, but this is, this is where the prize is. This is, this is, this is, this is my prize. This is, this is, this is my gift that God gave me. A gift that I, he knew and gave me the right woman to deal with the things that, that, I, that I dealt her with. But I, sure, I love to share her story. I love to share our story. I love to share what the faith that she has. I love to share everything that she's done those 10 years when I was away from God. And I share that any time I can or when the Lord prompts me to do it, when I go minister at other places. And, and there's always somebody needs it. Somebody will come up to me. How did you do it? What's her name? You got a picture? <laughs> they want to know her. And that's why I said sometimes I, I, 
you don't want to go sometimes from sometimes travel there's some things that just don't happen and I like her to go with me when she can because she's there. This is the one. That's the one. <laughs> and she's a hero to a lot of people that she don't even know. And when you start to share, and what I'm saying, when you start to share stories of the testimonies of God, what he's done in your life, and the promises and the things that he told you to do, and this, this is crazy moments in your life that you just trusted God and you fought for God and all this stuff, and, and then they just go, wow, that's awesome. It touches people's lives. Your testimony is the word of God, church, and it still works today. It touches lives. They feel it. It, it hits them in the emotional part. They can feel it. And they're like, wow, that's God. They don't, they don't encounter your story. They encounter God. They encounter God. They're like, where's your church at? Where, where, they, encounter, they feel God in your stories. You got to share the moments, the promises, and God, what God has done in your life. Amen? I'm going to close today. Because now, this is, I'm hungry. <laughs> there are going to be times, amen. You can turn off the lights, amen. Worship team can work their way up here. There's going to be times when God says or you feel him telling you, I'm going to do this miracle in your life. I'm about to move special on your, on your spouse. I'm about to do something to your children that you've been praying for. I'm, I'm about to tell you to do something that seems crazy, but if you do it, you're going to think this is awesome after. Uh, I'm about to drop something in your spirit. I'm about to do the miracle in your life. And you may think about it in your, in your own human uh, way of thinking and say, it doesn't add up, God. But I believe that there are people here today that God is telling you that you don't need to quit. You need to stop Doing the math. You need to start being still and know that I am God. Don't, don't add it up. Don't try to figure it out because you'll get frustrated. You'll lose hope. You just simply have to trust me. Because when you do, church, he'll answer you as he answered Moses, are my hands too short to reach you? Listen, isn't it our job to crunch the numbers and to make sure that the will of God adds up? Because when God enters the equation, His output always exceeds your input. Your job, say my job. Your job is to circle around in prayer. And God will multiply the miracles in your life. You'll simply say, bring me what you have, son. Bring me what you've got, daughter. And I'll put it together. But, but God, it doesn't add up. How, how are you going to do this with this broken vessel? I'm broken inside. I'm broken emotionally. I'm broken every way. How is this going to happen? She already left. He already left. It's done. How is it going to happen? doesn't add up. Stop.
trying to figure out God and start trusting Him. See, the banners to remind us all year, you, you still haven't got, got it yet. You're still running. You're, trying to, you're still trying to figure it out. And all I'm telling you to do is be still. Just be still. Just for a moment. Take a deep breath. See, there, there, there's Christians here today. There's people here today that just need to take a deep breath. You're out of breath. You're running here and there. You're, you're, you're just, you're, 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 you're driving yourself nuts. And serving God that way will frustrate you. Because you're doing what you used to do in the world. This way of thinking is different. This way of thinking is there has to be, you've got to mix it with faith. Otherwise, it doesn't work. But what other options do you have? Because you tried everything else and it still doesn't work, church. And even when we come to God, we don't give Him everything. That's why it doesn't work. But when you're all in, you move your chips over and say, God, I'm in. Put all your cards on the table and said, I'm done. Now, now God does his best for you. Now you finally allowed him. Now you're being still. Now he's going to show you that he's God. Let's all stand up in this place.